Support for Paradox comes from the Timothy Center, your online counseling center no matter where you live. The Timothy Center is a marriage and family counseling facility in Austin, Texas, offering distance consultations for those that live outside the Austin area. If you have questions and you'd like to consult with Jimmy, Josh, or one of their licensed professionals, visit them at timothycenter.com. Recording live from Austin, Texas, a conversation about marriage and family that women will love and guys won't want to turn off. Dr. Jimmy Myers and Dr. Josh Myers are a paradox. Hello, guys, everybody. Welcome to the welcome show. Welcome to Paradox. I'm Billy. I'm Billy. I'm Jimmy. Josh. And this is Paradox. That was the worst opening ever. <laughs> we are, you just listened to the interview with Billy Lee Myers Jr. And he was so gracious to, to sit stick in around with us. For our next and our final for the next six weeks, our final content episode. And we're going to be talking, oddly enough, about sibling rivalry. But before you do that, what? What? We are going to re release refurbished, old, renewed, renewed, recycled, recycled episodes for the next six weeks. I like and so to we'll, say they're our greatest hits, greatest not hits. that they're recycled. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Greatest <laughs> hits. So uh, the first week, it's going to be the Monday, July 2nd. We'll be back with new episodes. But if you haven't listened to our earlier episodes from a few years back, then be sure to tune in over the next six weeks. We're going to do some of the good ones. I was, in the whole sibling rivalry thing, I was the younger brother, which meant I was the one that was picked on Mm -hmm. and treated unjustly. Yes, unfairly. And because of that, I sort of implemented guerrilla tactics. Just the word I was thinking of. Gorilla. Yes. And this this one episode I'm thinking Not about. Not tactics. This was in, <laughs> even though I had my monkey monkey helmet. You did have your monkey uh, space helmet. I'm confused. What's going on here? It was a toy that was like a, a helmet that a soldier would wear, but it, it was the monkey patrol. That's what Monkey it was. patrol. Yes. It was a cartoon. Here's one instance that occurred in Cisco, Texas, in the front yard. God's country. Billy wasn't looking. By the way, I'm not going to contribute much to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to just throw one right I just want, I, I want to paint an accurate picture. Billy, in when he was 12 years old, he grew like four feet. And in the seventh grade, he was six feet tall. So he was like this, this Sasquatch. Yeah. Were you hairy? I was very hairy, hmm. yes. Very hairy, very large. Like a Wookiee. His knuckles would drag mm-hmm. the ground when he would walk. Somehow that's offensive. He would, We were in the front yard. Now, he was big. We got that. But I was fast. Oh. He was very quick. So he wasn't looking, which was my opportunity. So I streak toward him, and I slap him in the back of the head. Did and you climb up a ladder? Not an unusual jumped, occurrence. Slapped him in the head, and then hit the ground and just never broke stride. And then I hear him get up and come lumbering after me. And so I'm through the front door and I hear, bam, he's in the front door after me. Bam, I'm out the back door. And mom's just kind of watching these people fly by her. And then I hear this, bam, he's out the back door after me. And I run around the house and I'm bam, back through the front door. I get into my room and the dresser was set like on the wall that the door was on. So I hear, once I get in the room, I hear the front door clang open and here he comes. Well, me being the little brother, the one that's picked on, the innocent one, Mm -hmm. I jump up on the dresser 
with this plastic wiffle ball bat. <laughs> Hard plastic. And I just, I rear back as I hear him coming, making all sorts of threats. And it was, if you ever saw in the movie The Natural, when he hit the home run and all the fireworks go off and it's slow motion, that's literally what this was like. But the fireworks were in Billy's head. They were inside I had my to, brain. Yeah. I had to start the swing before I even saw him. See, that was the beauty of it. Yeah. It was this tight. It was all in the wrists. It was all in the timing. And so I started the swing. The bat got there right when he came through the door, wrapped around his head. <laughs> right on the forehead. So I've yeah. heard this story 1,000 times, yeah. and it's embellished. The he's bat adding did a not. He's adding the a feet too. fly up. He lands on his back. Did you really? I am standing on I the did. dresser I went right down. In, in just in jubilance. <laughs> and then I hear my mother say, and these words will be with me forever. Jimmy, she said, quit picking on your brother. <laughs> and I could have died this right there. That was my the, Nirvana. the, the <laughs> best moment of his life. And it wasn't until, you know, all the adrenaline subsided. And then I really began thinking about my future. <laughs> and I knew that I had Your to immediate I had Your to approach Billy to in some way apologize for what had happened. He had because this was in the sixty no, it'd been seventy, seventy, seventy one. He had this big stake. This is what they used to do. <laughs> they had this stake laying across his eyes. And I said, Hey Bill, uh, I'm really sorry. And I remember him saying Through the stake. Through the stake. When I get up. <laughs> I am going to kill you. <laughs> Which he did. <laughs> I just slightly murdered him. And just, just a, little... a few years later, he stuck up for you. I can pick on Jimmy all I want, but nobody else can pick on Jimmy. That's fair yeah. enough. And to tell that story very quickly, because we got to get to the civil ground. Eventually. <laughs> but no, actually, this this makes the point, actually. Because Billy and I needed... Or a referee much more than a parent growing up. Uh, we fought all the Two time. Two years separate y'all. Mm -hmm. He was this enormous athlete. He was everyone's All-American. And then he hurt his knee. And by that, I mean blew his knee out. And so he couldn't play. He was the quarterback of the football team and all this, and he had to quit. So he goes from being the quarterback of the football team to being 14th chair cornet. Did you really play the cornet? I seem to remember... And then, and if I'm, if I remember, you held a D for like three years. Like the note or the grade? Uh, the note. Hmm. So he went from quarterback of the football team to being a band nerd. And in West Texas, I might have been a band nerd, but at least I wasn't the nerd in the band. I can't even, I can't even tell you the tectonic shift that that was. Yeah. I'm walking my freshman year. I'm walking in. It was your senior year, and back then you could haze. The good old days. Mm -hmm. So I'm walking in, and then all of a sudden I look up, and I'm surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. There was like dozens of people around me, and the crowd parts, and in walks a giant all-district linebacker that will remain nameless. And he says, Myers, give me your pants. They were going to run them up the flagpole. And my response was, yes, sir. <laughs> and so <laughs> I begin... The only move, really. I begin shucking my pants just there in front of God and everybody. And the crowd parts again, in walks Billy, the band nerd. Now, this would be three years after, so he hadn't been in baseball football in a long time. You, and, you blew out your knee freshman year? 
on a motorcycle after freshman yeah between you freshman driving? and sophomore doing a wheelie the guy who must not be named turned and said hey because billy said jimmy put your pants back on now I've got my pants around my ankles, and I'm really caught in an awkward position. It's tough to know what's like. Were whitey tighties or do I do I whitey tighties? Do they didn't even make boxers back then? So do I pull them back up? Uh, Do I do I leave them down? One leg maybe? I don't know. I'm stumped. What if all you could have found that morning was Vicky's panties? Yeah, that wouldn't have been good. (laughs) (laughs) He just drops trousers. (laughs) So the guy who must not be named turns to Bill and says, "Hey." This has nothing to do with you, band boy. Ooh. Called Billy Band Boy. Billy moved like a ninja. <laughs> and the first and last time. Absolutely cold cocked this guy. Yeah. And I mean, down he went, not to get up. And of course, I just pulled my pants up, put my arm around Bill, and said, He's with me. Let's go. <laughs> come on, Bill. Come on. Come on. Just nipping at it. So I say all that to say that really was at a time when we were, we fought all the time. And yet I constantly looked up to Billy, constantly wanted to be like him. And so parents who have these sibling rivalries, you're caught between what's normal, what's not normal. Because again, we fought all the time and yet just really close today. So what is it? What can we tell parents about, you know, siblings that are fighting each other in the sibling rivalry? What's normal? What's not? You two, go. Well, I'd say it's a part of normal development is to learn how to share and cooperate. When you're young, it's good to have siblings. You learn how to share your toys. You learn to cooperate. And so I think an only child, they can only work those kind of issues out in school in a public setting. Mm-hmm. So it's lucky if you do have a sibling. I remember when Jimmy, I'll tell you one more story. When Jimmy came home from the hospital, I was two and a half, three years old or whatever. And they said, here's your baby brother. I thought he was mine. And so like, I wouldn't let anybody touch him because I thought, well, <laughs> they said it's my brother, you know? And so I thought I owned him, you know? And I, th- I still kind of think that mm-hmm. a little bit. The rivalry and the arguing and all that kind of stuff is just sort of like a, a precursor of learning how to to work with people later on in your life. Yeah, you had sisters. Yeah, I had two sisters, one on each side. So ultimately, it's almost like marriages. You know, marriages that are completely void of conflict, I worry about more right. than those that are conflicted. Mm-hmm. So it's not even necessarily the conflict or the rivalry that's even the issue. That's a, certainly a normal part of development that teaches a tremendous amount of good conflict resolution skills. It can also, to y'all's point, bond you together more. Systems, and we've said this on the show before, systems have to be perturbed. I have to literally, you know, rip my muscles apart through a workout for it to build back up. Right. And so for relations to get relationships to get stronger, ha- they have to conflict. You know how many enchiladas I have to eat? To build for, your muscles? Yeah, for my <laughs> stomach to expand to this level? Yeah, the answer is seven. So the rivalry is actually a really, really good thing if you can put boundaries on it at some level. Now, obviously, there are situations where sibling rivalries are not healthy. They are not building self-worth and teaching conflict resolution skills. They go over the top. They become destructive. There's a serious, almost pathological dislike in these siblings can I share one way I see that happening? Mm-hmm. It's almost 
irrelevant how the children feel about each other. The times that I see in my practice that sibling rivalry is unhealthy is when at some level the children believe one or both of the parents like the other one more than they like them. Yeah, and I'd also say that it's a family system. Of course, I'm from a family systems background. That's the way I always see things. But if the parents are kind of setting the kids up, uh, pitting them against each other constantly, Mm -hmm. then then one win and the other ones loses. That's the thing that kind of sets up, and it it goes into adulthood. Correct. At some point, you have to figure out we're a family, and if one person wins, we all win. Yep. And learn how to be on the same. uh, And like when a, a child, a sibling, wants to tell on the other one. That idea that that's not a good thing and you want to kind of put a lid on that because the child is is in some way getting some you know, sick joy out of seeing his sibling get in trouble. Mm-hmm. And so that's not a good thing. You didn't do a good thing by tattling on them, getting them in trouble. It, all, it, it sort of demonstrated something in you that's not good. I think we're in agreement, unless it's extreme that the siblings need to be left alone to work it out. Yeah, and I I also think, and this is, you know, outside of siblings, but I think that, you know, the hovering parents around playgrounds, you know, literally just walking with their children as they play and solving the children's problems, um, you know, that, and specifically inside the family with, with siblings, is unhealthy. You know, you have to allow for some disturbance for them to to be able to learn these healthy skills. The biggest thing for me, and are we to sol- problem solving? Mm-hmm. And obviously you might have some more practical stuff, but if the marriage can stay unified, and if each of the parents can stay unified with each of the kids, that'll solve 90% of unhealthy mm-hmm. children rivalry. Right, right. Without question. Again, I'm agreeing with you guys. There's got to be a fly in the ointment somewhere within that family system for a sibling rivalry to get so far out of line. Right. Under most cases, you want to let them work it out. But when they're unable to, then, and I mean that it's really bad planting marijuana in the kids, in the siblings' room so that they will get in trouble. Anytime it gets physical. Yeah, yeah. any kind of physical. Then to be able to step in and say, okay, we got to put a stop to this. If no other reason, if you're not going to treat your sibling with respect, and I also think we can't expect them to treat their sibling with the same respect they're going to treat an adult. And I think that's reaching a little far as well. Now it's not about treating your sibling with respect. It says, I'm telling you not to do that. You've crossed a line. And to be able to say, guys, I let you guys work it out the vast majority of the time. But when it gets unhealthy, and I've deemed this to be unhealthy, this is going to shut down or both of you are going to pay a price. And I'd say if you can set it up so that the kids, like I was saying earlier, they can be on the same side. Mm-hmm. If you can have a kid teach another one how to tie their shoelaces or get one to help the other and they can take ownership in that relationship, they can just be very proud that they helped their brother or their mm-hmm. sister out. We're not always just like butting heads all the time. Uh, we can we can put our efforts into helping each other. I love that. It, it's almost the idea of sibling rivalry is cured, if that's the right word. It's cured all the moments before the actual rivalry takes place. Yeah, so it's getting them on the same team before. Well, that whole thing um, if you the parent conflict a, happens. You parent a teenager when they're two. Yeah. Sort of the same. You head off sibling rivalry when they're teeny-weeny. Yeah. Uh, getting them to work together. and But also when they're 16 on a random Tuesday. 
you know, getting mm-hmm. them to do something together to, mm-hmm. you know, get some teamwork involved. But just, I guess, overall, just don't freak. Because in the vast majority of cases, this squabbling, you know, this fighting, for lack of a better term, is natural, it's developmentally appropriate, and it's useful. And so just don't um, And if there is unhealthy sibling rivalry, again, not all the time, but 90% of the time, look at yourself, look at yes. your relationship with each of the kids, look at your relationship with your spouse if you're married, and really do some internal digging to figure out if you can stabilize the home environment. You're exactly on the right track because the parents are the ones that are modeling conflict resolution for the kids. Mm -hmm. So if the kids can watch their parents do that or how they make up and how they're affectionate with each other, they... They'll, they'll model the same thing. So it could be, if it's a persistent problem that's not going away, we may want to look at the mm-hmm. way that the whole family works. So if you analyze your marriage and you think you have a good marriage, then just let them fight. Yeah. It'll, just, it'll all work out. Yeah. Hand them nunchucks. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and, no uh, sharp objects, mm-hmm. though. Keep that and, those, and let them wail on those, each other. And in the no Raphael, pads. Ninja Turtle, Spears. What are those called? Raphael. Yeah, the Ninja Turtles. You were a child of the 90s, weren't you? <laughs> child of the 80s. I wasn't watching Ninja Turtles when I was 16. Oh, yes, you were. <laughs> yeah, probably last <laughs> week. And you were still dressing like them. You still had the Ninja Turtle pajamas. Name yes. one Ninja Turtle. Raphael. Um, <laughs> and uh, uh, Michelangelo. Oh, nice. Not, we Three just know all them. the painters. That's, <laughs> <laughs> we don't know the Ninja Yeah, no, no. There was like a Picasso, right? Wasn't there Picasso, a Picasso and Ninja there, Turtle? Da Vinci, I think, was one of the ones. Guys, it was a joy. Yeah, so we are going to break. Six weeks. We'll release some reused, I forget which word. Greatest Re- hits. Yeah, greatest hits. Greatest hits, yes. We'll release those over the next six weeks. Be back with new content in July. Paradoxpodcast.com for this episode as well as any of the previous episodes. Find our socials there as well. Review, like, share. Bill. Yes. Two episodes you got Bill for. I know. Hey, let us know on social media comment if you want Bill to sit in more. more I would love Billy. it. Billy. Yeah, that's I all mean, less Jimmy talking is awesome. Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. Every word he says is one word I can't say. Yeah, that's not good. So yeah, he that's... needs to be on the other side of the window. Of the glass. Have a wonderful Memorial Day, Juneteenth. Anything else on this? Fourth of July. We'll, we'll hit him right before the fourth. Yes. Good. Anything else? Nothing. Thanks for listening. Hey, take care. Paradox is produced by Billy Lee Myers Jr. For more about Billy, go to therapywithbilly.com. For more information about our Paradox evangelist, Julie Lyles Carr, go to julielylescar.com. And if you want more details about what was discussed on today's show, go to paradoxpodcast.com. Paradox.